Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello. <laughs> Hello, my name is Kaya May. Welcome to Game Over Vancouver. The Canucks just beat the Chicago the Chicago Blackhawks uh, 5-2 um, in Rick Tockett's first game behind the bench. Before I introduce my guest for the evening and get into, you know, the game and what's going on generally for this team, a little message for you. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live, in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. All right, so now that's out of the way. I have a guest today. Ding, Wonderful! Ding, 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 ding. Hello, Yay. hi. Hello. It's it's us. We did it. It's, we did it. Yeah. We it's, watched them win a game. That was nice. We survived. Um, the Canuck I get to cover a Canucks win. This has happened like twice. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this the whole season. Okay, is it um, uh, is it Arash Memarzadeh? Beautiful. Uh, you did. You, you did such a good. Amazing. That that okay. was your. I that was your mic for us coming into this post game show. That was. It seemingly that 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 was your Michael Jordan flu game. <laughs> like, that was the thing that you're really worried. It's like I really just want to get it within the same stratosphere of so, his last name. And you did such a good job. I don't know. I've been I've been called Kaja or Kyle my entire life. So like it's Oh no. I've Kyle was a big one when I was a kid. I have no idea how. Um yeah, so I'm just like names got to get it. All right. Um he's a co-host of the Pucks on Net podcast. Um do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Or? Yeah, so this is my uh second time uh on on the post game show. Um my name is Rash Mamarzadeh. That's the way that normally every person who's not making an effort probably would pronounce it. Uh, I'm a co-host of Pucks on Net, one of Vancouver's longest hockey-based podcasts with my co-hosts uh Ryan Shap and Gita Reddy. Um we're still here. We're exhausted. <laughs> um we're too old for this. Uh but hey, Go Canucks go. Um, this this win. Uh, a lot of a lot of neat things. I mean, we have to temper expectations that this was Chicago. So yeah. no one please no one, like don't go to the like the the Vancouver District City Council and be like, we need to plan a parade down Burrard. <laughs> it's gonna have don't do that. But the, the mayor was there, so Oh, oh no, Ken Sim was there. He was. Oh. I I went. I left during. I left during the beginning of the game, and then I come back, and he's just standing there for the ceremonial face-off. And I was like, "Why is the mayor there?" And then I remembered. Well, I knew it was like the Lunar New Year, but I was like, "The mayor is in Rogers Arena." Oh. <laughs> and you can also celebrate Lunar New Year if you have seven hundred and fifty dollars oh, yep. to buy a oh. uh, buy a jersey. Uh, because it's special edition, right? They'll never make one again. Yeah, they can't make any more. Consumerism. Um, oh, capitalism. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I. So, how how are the vibes for you? Because going into this game, um, no one really knew what to expect. I think people had some um, very strong emotional reaction to what happened over the weekend. Yeah, I'm. I, um, I'm Personally, I had a strong emotional uh, reaction, but that was live on stream. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> no tears today, I will say. Uh, yeah, talk it coming in. That was, well, you can't really say it's a shock because it's not. They Like, Elliot Freeman sat in front of us a week before it happened and told us it was happening. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, it was definitely... A different vibe than the Chicago Blackhawks games that I remember watching as a child. Yeah, very different. Yeah. Very, very, very different. This was not, you know, this is like you going and watch, like, I don't know, going back and having like really nostalgic feelings over a movie. And mm. then you go back and when you're older, you're like, oh man, this movie actually sucks. Yeah. You know, like, why did I, it's That's like, so oh, why cool. did I watch? Why did I think Inception was really good? This movie makes no sense. Yeah. 
you know, kind of is what it is. But um, yeah, yeah, it's me going back and like watching Star Wars now compared to what I was for. It was super cool when I was four, and now I'm just like, this is so dumb. But I still love it. Uh, yeah, it was certain. It was certainly a hockey game going into it. I going into it, I didn't have <laughs> expectations of anything. I was like, if right. we win it, okay. If we lose it, better. But um, better because uh, one, I think that management made a bad choice. That's just my opinion. Two, uh. Bedard seems like pretty cool. I don't know. He seems he seems decent. One of his jerseys, it was like a SpongeBob special edition. Did you see it sold no. for thirteen grand? See, I would buy that for thirteen grand because if it's like you know, but if you're coming out with a new SpongeBob uni every year, yeah, and then I'm gonna be like, you know, whatever. Um, well, going back to when you said that you you didn't agree with the move or the, what management did, um. Is that just like the firing of Bruce or just how that was handled in general? How it was handled in general, but also the firing right. of Bruce. I feel like, A, they've said multiple times they don't want to pay three coaches. I understand the team wasn't doing well, but also what did management do to aid that? Uh, mm-hmm. If Rutherford can complain about all he wants about not moving cap space, you're the one that signed everyone to the cap and is now struggling. So mm-hmm. kind of your fault. Um, to get into the game... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there was a game, right, right, there right, right. There was a game let's that not, happened, yeah. It let's was, not sit around and, and do past trauma it was, yeah. the next time. It was really interesting. I was driving back, and I was listening to the radio on my way home from school today, because uh, it was, like, just before the game started. I got, I pulled into my driveway at 7. I was so scared. Uh, <laughs> and, like, they're listening. They didn't know how to, like, approach us, because it's, it's two teams that are at the bottom of the league. They're completely... I guess the Canucks from the glory of the early 2010s and the Chicago Blackhawks there. I don't want to call it their glory of the early 2010s because they don't deserve that title, uh, considering, mm. but they were they had some cups. And Coy Crawford said something funny at a parade once. That's about that's about all I care about them. Um, right. Amen. <laughs> it was so... Uh, the first period was so, definitely... Yeah. Um... For a lot of uh, power plays, this game had only one goal out of the seven was scored on a penalty killer power play. And it was the last one because it was the empty net Horvat goal. Right. So I'm not like, does that count? Should well, we count you know, that? It does count technically, but. I, I think at this point, we kind of got, we have to count everything as we can. You know, we, we, we can't be counting beans at the at the till and being like, oh, well, this one's good or this one's that. You know, this was Talk's first game, um, and we saw them go three for three on the uh, on, on the PK, which, man, okay, that's a start. That's um, a better than it a, usually was. A better, exponent, exponentially better than it usually is. Um, you know, Bo gets the empty net goal. We saw, again, we have to paint everything that, this was against a team that in is intentionally bad. Yeah. This is not, oh, Chicago's just, you know, they, they Brian Beckel's still on IR and they're hoping he comes back sometime soon. This is they are intentionally tanking, they are intentionally being bad, uh, and they are resetting against a Canucks team that went into the season um with much, much, much higher aspirations, much, much, much higher hopes. Um, but I think what was, you know, from the first period on, the thing we can really take away from this was that um, we saw an even distribution among all players. We saw we saw Dakota Joshua go up and down the lineup mm-hmm. as, as Rick Tockett was seeing who was going and who wasn't. We got we saw a steady dose of Connor Garland, J.T. Miller again. Uh, J.T. Miller, um, say whatever we want to say about the frustrating kind of the frustration that is, that has come from watching JT Miller on a night to night basis under Bruce Boudreau in the yeah. last few years and the sulking and everything tonight was his best game of the season. Tonight was, he was, he was playing with purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like the back checks, the, 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 the puck hounding, the puck possession, just, I, I like, I can't recall the last time I saw JT Miller scoop back in front in, into the neutral zone. Back in the defensive zone, hound the puck carrier, mm-hmm. 
get the puck and then go back down these. I normally yeah. JT will turn it over, sulk <laughs> on a scooch, and then hopefully someone on on our team gets the puck back to him. This was this was like a a two hundred foot performance by JT Miller, and that's credit where credit is due. Um, I don't know if you agree that that contract is is all okay now, but um, it's not completely forgiven. No, but no, it's not for sure. Decent, like okay. There, there are worse contracts in this league. There, are, there's Drew Doughty. Um, but yeah, well, well, there's Seth Jones who. Oh uh, yes, Seth Jones. Extension. I, I, I don't think it's kicked in yet. Might have actually, but uh, I think no, it's Seth Jones tonight getting turnstiled by like every single person that he's. He he's was. Been assigned to I him. can check. Uh, Seth Jones was a minus three. Thick. Seth Jones had an assist. He was minus three, and he had three shots on net. Thick. That's, yeah, that's dope. Um, but yeah, that those were kind of my few takeaways. Now I was worried. Um, the second call and Delia goal was. I, I thought to myself, okay, we've been here before. They are out shooting. They're the possession was off the charts. They were pressing. Um. They were able to gain entry into the attacking zone fairly easily, fairly quickly on transitions. Um, it, but there there still was that lingering doubt. There still was that lingering kind of feeling of, oh, man, we're going to get 50 shots on net and still lose against Peter yeah. Morazic. I, it was very interesting watching because I, I think I tweeted in the first. It was like we were getting goalied by Peter Morazic. Now, <laughs> as somebody who is also a part-time Leafs fan. Um, I'm familiar with Peter Morazic. So the fact that we were getting goalied by this man, he ended the game, by the way, with a 9.15 save percentage, allowing four goals. We had so many shots on net. We had, like, 20 by the end of the first. We had 30 halfway through the second. Mm -hmm. And that was just before i think that was even before we had the kuzmenko goal or it was like yeah. we just got we got the kuzmenko goal with 30 shots on net yeah and you know bringing up andre kuzmenko um again we're we're seeing, like, i don't know if you saw dan milstein on twitter his agent oh, uh, yeah. he has this he has this um habit of every time one of his clients does something really bad uh, really big he'll he'll post like m money bags or something yeah my favorite twitter. thing it's so good. Um, and so with Andre Kuzmenko, we're, we're seeing, you know, that's another um, narrative that's going to continue to develop is that, you know, for me, he's turning 27, I believe, very early February. He's turning 27. Um, here's a player that, you know, I look at someone like Connor Garland and I, and I, and I continually think that Andre Kuzmenko is everything we want Connor Garland to be, but Connor Garland just mm -hmm. has never kind of fit into that comfortability. Now he Rick Tockett's here. Um, he's had some success under him. Oh, you know, the OEL discussion is oh man, the we'll, OEL. We'll get into that in a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, we look at Andre Kuzmenko and and uh the narrative that's gonna be pressing is, you know, are they gonna really push to find some more in order to resign him or are they can resign him to a bridge so he goes from 27 to 30 and then he'll cash in from 30 onwards depending on how how well he does um funny enough you know the amount of nhl general managers that were at rogers arena due to the, the top prospects game mm -hmm. happening over at the, the i believe it's the lec yeah um yeah. langley event center um so it was really funny and the, the first thing that really popped into my head uh, and I, again, I tweeted about it was, you know, Luke Shen gets a breakaway right out of the penalty box. <laughs> and in my head, there are like, what, five, six, seven, how many ever general managers there? Kyle and in my head, I'm there. like, I'm in my head. I'm like, it's going to be the ask is multiple firsts at this point. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Like he's he oh, if, if he only went bar down, then I would have been like it's McDavid or bust. Oh yeah, no. It's really, this foundational, foundational defenseman. Like Dorian was there. Dorian was there. Give us, give us like Stutzla. <laughs> honestly, you saw that. You saw that. Fair do. Defense is really hard to get in the NHL. Here, you really have to give something to get something. Exactly. And uh, we will reluctantly take Tim Stutzel 
Or is yeah. it Stutzler or Stutzel? I think it's Stutzler. Oh, I have a I German girlfriend, so I, I have to. I gotta okay, you might you might have to double check. I'm in the doghouse. Oh darn. no! It's okay, I I actually but... I don't know. I just know everyone I've ever heard or like in my head, it's been pronounced as Stutzla, so I'm not yep. sure. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm trying, just like my last name. I'm trying my best out here. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was certain beginning of this game. I really I thought it was a little funny. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh. <laughs> when Kane was the first goal and, like, no one reacted. Like, they just kind of, like, solemnly yeah. skated towards the bench. I'm like, could you imagine if Patrick Sk- Patrick Kane had scored, like, ten years ago that same goal? It would have been insanity. Mm-hmm. Like, just in um, general from both teams, but everyone's just like, yeah, whatever. It, it was kind of the dead, the no-sell was really amazing. We went from uh, Patrick Kane swimming around like he's a fish after he scores a goal to him solemnly being like, oh, I know we're not going to keep this. Yeah. It's okay. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is it, it is to be said again. It is a very unique tale of, um, it's something I told my dad before uh, we, st- we started watching this game that I told him, you know, don't get trapped on the Fugazi of the Canucks doing really well in the, in the back half of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you always have to kind of see where they kept up with uh in the last week and in the, in the gauntlet in the Bruce gauntlet that he went through. Um that's the bar. That's where they need to be and it they very evidently weren't. Now the plan I believe from now on till the end of the year is going to be kind of multi-tiered where Rick and his staff are going to come in and they're going to you know when people say break people down but they want to know what they have. They want to know which players here have the wherewithal or the mental mindset to play the way that they want to, um, to instill a culture that Kaya, I believe, you know, if, if you agree with me, there really isn't too much of a culture right now. Yeah. Um, within that locker room and, and everyone. So they have to build that from Abbotsford on upward and they have to kind of clear some space, clear some room and they need, you know, someone to go in there and, um, not to, not any offense to, to Bruce, because what happened to Bruce on a personal level for me, um, really was heartbreaking. And it, it really was something that I, I don't agree with morally, um, mm-hmm. in terms of how you treat people and how you, um, you, you know, you, you treat people with a certain amount of dignity and you look out for them way ahead of, uh, ahead of things. If you see the iceberg coming it's within your duty to get that person away from the iceberg you know kind of deal um so you know good start for them um we saw some bright spots kind of coming through uh goaltending still man i i I don't know when do you think when do you think demko is going to be back i think they'll they'll bench do you think they'll ir him to ir island or they'll bring him back before the end of the year honestly if this team hopes to get you know their local superstar i think they should ir him personally give him mm-hmm. as much time i think he, they put him in to the season too fast i mm-hmm. um because you know he had surgery in the off season he comes in and it's not playing to the demco level that we thought he was obviously right. injured he played injured for a month last year um which was insane uh but I think, yeah, I don't know if they should IR him. Of course, if he's feeling 100%, I guess, if he wants to get back in and get some playing time. But at this point, it's not like we're going to make the playoffs. So I feel like if he's going to be 100% Demko or even 90% or 80% Demko, that's still a good goalie. Um, Of course, yeah. Of course, it's Thatcher Thatcher freaking Demko. But maybe if you have an aspiration of retooling a higher pick would be good but you know uh frankie's not gonna let that happen so well you know it's 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 really interesting because i think they know that mathematically it's over like you'd have (laughs) to go on some unheralded run like you'd have to go you know, uh, just on, on some kind of, I, I believe Satyar Shah, uh, fellow uh, handsome Iranian man of local <laughs> bank of radio. Um, all, you know, he said something like if they want, very true. Oh, man. He, 
every time he comes on the TV, my dad's like, why don't you look like that? I'm like, oh I don't God. know. No, it's okay. It's okay. I love Sat and my dad loves me. I'm, I'm the best, uh, I'm, the, I'm the best child of the family, I think. Um, so what ended up pretty much happening was that they would need to be five some odd games above 500 to even be like above 80 points. So they would need, they would need to go some form of distant, like some unheralded length of success in the last little bit to make it well. Um, so this isn't like you're asking your number one to come back and save anything. It's, it's a really unique position to tell someone like Thatcher Demko, um, you know, you've had hip issues. Mm-hmm. You've had some, you know, knickknacks here and there. Um, don't rush back. You know, like, don't think that you need to be like Gandalf coming in out, off the off the mountains of the east with, you know, ro- the riders of Rohan coming in to save everyone. You don't need to do that. Um, so, yeah, it is. It is really interesting. The place that they're in. I think they're just going to find out what they have. Um, yeah. You know, Thatcher's Thatcher and they have to see if uh, they can kind of mine some diamonds in the rough from from the previous previous regime. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be an experiment um, over the next few weeks and months as Taki gets to learn the team. He's essentially running his own training camp now yeah. in the middle of the season, which is, like they said that on the broadcast, is essentially a training camp because he's coming yeah. into the middle of the season. Team's doing bad. Um, he said something interesting about having like pairings and then having other guys rotate with those pairings. I feel like he tried yeah. that during the game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the Pedersen and Kuzmenko one, that's going to be one that stays together. McCabe yep. maybe also on that line seems to be the line that works the best. I know. Yeah. Was... They had some great chemistry together. Those three for, for quite a long time now. Yeah. Um, the dries Miller and Garland line, certainly an interesting one, but I happen to actually like it. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. Dries and Garland are both little guys that can get into spaces and hit people. You know, Dry's got in a fight, which was. A he got little... into a fight. He, got he had an in between. He had an in between the legs goal. <laughs> He's like he probably won Canucks fifty fifty in the middle of it. He went and got. He asked one of the ushers. He's like, "I'm, I'm, I'm on fire tonight. Let me just see if I can make a performance bonus." <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That that pairing. Yeah. So it, I think the pairings like you just talked about. So there's PD Kuzmenko. Uh, Miller, Garland, Horvat, and Besser. Yeah, Horvat and right, Besser those definitely are the seems to be one. Um, not hundred percent sure if it's it's the one that it, it seems to be working, but who knows who's going I, to be staying from that line? I wasn't offended by it. Um, yeah. Definitely, the pairings were the Miller, Garland, and and Pete Kuzmenko pairings that really kind of popped. Um, again, I thought like. Dakota Joshua, you know, going off the press conference where, where Rick came out and said, you know, our top players can't be playing all situations, 23, you know, 22, 23 minutes a night where they're playing like they're trying to preserve themselves, where you have to see if someone like Dakota Joshua um, being put into specific situations, if he can take a few minutes off the top players, if he can contribute a little more than he already has. Um Kind of moving forward, yeah, just seeing seeing what they have. And I mm-hmm. thought Dakota Joshua had a great game. Sheldon Dries had a great game. Um, and, yeah, the, yeah, the guy, the two guys that man, this this party had everything. Yeah, you know, uh, Luke Luke Shen breakaway, two people fighting. Oh, what I was a time so to be alive. Shen did like it. There was a lot of rough stuff throughout the game. There felt it was a lot of hitting. It was like it was like a old-timey Chicago Canucks game, except the both teams are bad now, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> essentially, like, essentially, it's like a high school reunion, but no one got better. Um, but everyone's yeah, just... Yeah, just... they all... It's a high school reunion where everyone peaked in high school. Essentially, essentially yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Lockwood left in the middle of the game with an injury. Hopefully, mm. he's okay. This could mean, uh, well, Lane Peterson was scratched tonight means he could step into the lineup. Uh, it, or... or they trade multiple picks to get a foundational forward oh for God. the draw. No, I'm just no, no, Or they No, they're, they're going to trade multiple picks and get Eric Carlson. 
nothing yeah. retained. Nothing retained. Nothing retained. We're taking all of this. We go back to the presser and it's like, Jim, what happened? And then uh, um, in comes in Jim Banning. He's like, you guys thought you got rid of me, huh? But, uh, <laughs> I've stuck again. Like that. Um, and he disappears in a cloud of smoke. I just, I would love it if he was like Nightcrawler or whatever. He's just like, poof, or bamf or whatever and just goes off to the night. Um, yeah, just very, yeah, very interesting game. So they play, they play Seattle tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. only they're pretty good on back to back. So we'll see. Spence Warren's going to get the start. Seattle is a wagon. <laughs> Listen, I, I, North Vancouver zone, Matt Martin, or not Matt Martin, sorry, uh, Martin Jones. I don't know why I said Matt Martin. I have a friend that from North Vancouver named Matt Martin. Um, so Martin Jones has like what, like 20 plus wins. Sub 900 save percentage. <laughs> I love it. I love the fact it's that so, they're like, it's you know, so goofy. It's so Grant Fuhrer where they're like, yeah, we just need you to make the save when you need to make the save. Mm-hmm. And our four lines will probably score. Somewhere. Yeah. Seattle is insane this year. Um, they're like the opposite of, of Chicago right now, where Chicago mm-hmm. just can't score, but they're good defensively. Seattle has like defensive issues goaltending issues well not 100 percent defensive issues but a lot of goaltending issues and then right. they have this offense that's wild <laughs> it's can you wild. imagine can you imagine when they inevitably add bo horvat for shane Wright? oh god no wow confirmed no! oh my god from the, de- from the desk of elliot friedman's oh wait no that's a fake that's a burner sorry no, El- elliot um, friedman got banned from the canucks <laughs> Yeah, Elliot Friedman is the reason why everything bad ever happened. Oh my right? god, okay. I'm gonna take, before we get into that, we're gonna take a break for a sec. Like, comment, subscribe, join in the chat. Um, Like the video, share if you would like to. Uh, Show your parents, you know, shout it from the rooftops, parents, get yeah. it out there. Hit pots and pans like it's New Year's Eve, like just tell everyone, wake up your neighbors. Light a firework off in your backyard, right directly next to your neighbor's house. That happened to me. Call in a week. call in. You know, no, I'm not going to incite. I'm not <laughs> going to incite a riot. Not on my, not on my watch. Oh no, not, not again. No, no. Oh no, not again. It's only been twelve years. It's fine. There, there's way too many people from the Fraser Valley on this Sky Train. This is suspicious. Something <laughs> bad's going to happen. Oh hey, no. Hey. Okay, I get it. I get it. Surrey has a bad rep. And we deserve I, it, but no, no, it's not that. It's I I distinctly remember in 2011 when I was on a bus to about uh, I was on a bus from uh Deep Cove North Van uh to what was then Vancouver Pizza, which was named Boston Pizza, but they changed it. Yes! They yeah! actually named it Vancouver yeah, Pizza. Yeah, yeah. I was at the and, the other day. I brought it up with my mom. She forgot about it. It was great. It was the corniest little thing, but I was oh, like, yeah. all right, whatever. Um, and I distinctly remember like just being being on early Facebook. Um mm-hmm. because we you had Twitter, but people didn't it wasn't like huge like it is today. Yeah, um, I was eight, so yeah, and I I was I thought I was way older than I thought I was at the time. I thought I had to figure it out, and then nope. Um <laughs> and then what ended up happening was like just the amount of people that were flooding into downtown that had no care whether the Canucks won or lost. They're like, they're pre-drinking on the sky train down. Oh my God. Like whatever happens is going to happen. So (laughs) I I promise you, I will not incite the riot with you tonight. And if we do, we cannot be held legally responsible. Yeah, that's not, it's not our fault. Blame Elliot Friedman. Blame Fridge. Yeah. Just <laughs> blame uh blame Jeff. No, don't, don't blame don't blame them. I love Jeffy and I love I love uh I love Fridge. Um such a I, we have this bit on Pucks on Net where we just Ryan and I will talk like we're on 32 thoughts. Oh my god. So I'll just be Jeff and I'll be like, you know what, Elliot? I there's there's an OHL team that's really good. Like really. And then free, free Elliot's like literally. This is what I love about Elliot. He has the he has his AirPods in, and what he'll do is he'll literally be like make like washing dishes while they're recording. It'll be like, oh, oh yeah, Jeffy, 
okay, I don't want I don't want to get anyone upset. This is just my thought. <laughs> but what if Connor McDavid tried to play in the CFL? I'm not <laughs> reporting this. It's just something I thought of off my brain right now. <laughs> like Rage, no, no, no that's, don't. That's exactly what it's like though. Like listening to, if you're listening to 32 Thoughts. I remember I would sit there and I used to I worked in an office over the summer and so I would have podcasts in my ear constantly. Right. And you know, I'd listen to the on 32 Thoughts and then I'd be sitting there like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and it was like during the playoffs too, so it was like half the time Elliot Friedman's in his car. Yeah, so yeah, like he's car driving cast. back home. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it was. <laughs> or when he like cuts in because he forgot to add something, and he's in like the shower. He's in the shower, or like his he's like audibly telling Jeff, like, "Yeah, I'm having a beer while my kids are in the yard getting hit by a sprinkler," and you can just hear <laughs> his kids scream. And I'm like, "What? <laughs> I love you, Fridge. Like, keep keep doing what you're doing." And Jeff is never phased by it, unless. Yeah. Kevin BX is on the panel, in which oh. uh, Jeff is is not going to have any of that. Kevin BX is, I love Kevin BX. Um, yeah. Anyway, now we are in the era of a topic. A to- That's not. You got Mamar's today, right? Come on, you you got this. <laughs> oh, Rick Tukit. Um. Rick Tukit. Rick Tukit. <laughs> those Canucks. Those Canucks. Bruce, Bruce Bowdrow. 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 Um. Yeah. <laughs> Ground All Zero will be Scott clip. Road moving forward. <laughs> it's like The Last of Us. What happened? Ah, uh, well, started off in Scott Road. Started in Scott Road next to the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> oh my dad, dude! My dad keeps talking about that Krispy Kreme like it's like it's the Shire. It like honestly it, kind it, of is. It, it's great. I, it's, it's great. It's I go great. there. It has the neon signs. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I um, I uh, <laughs> my dentist is like right next to it. So like the only time I get Krispy Kreme is when I go to the dentist, which feels like an oxymoron in a way. But I'm like imagining your dentist having like a small window looking out into the Krispy Kreme, <laughs> looking at you going in, and he, <laughs> the, the, your your dentist is just like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm making money. <laughs> I'm making Sick. money. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Anyway, we're <laughs> era of talking. Forget donuts. We're in the era of Rick Talkit. Um, as a head coach, he has not had much success. Missed he missed playoffs except for uh that one, one time in Arizona in the one bubble. One time in the uh, Arizona. Speaking of Arizona, he has apparently punched OEL, and OEL did not like it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember this story. I think they I think they were like phys- he was trying to physically engage with OEL to mimic like a scrum mm-hmm. and then punch. So I don't know. I think I, he was, I, I read it that it was like he was trying to get players to be more tough and toughen up. And then he punches his captain. Um, yeah, I'm going to need a bit more context and story uh, on that, though. I have heard it happened. Um, listen, oh, I, I'll just say this. OEL was the first person to acknowledge Rick when he came out on the ice for the first practice. Like he did the skate. OEL turned around and made sure he said hello to Rick. Like that was the first intro that happened on the ice. Um, Yeah. And you know what? I, I don't know. I think if there was Supreme bad blood, you know, it, it would, it would be a little evident. Yeah, I think it's just OEL. I feel like that's just the leadership in him. Because, you know, mm-hmm. former captain, now he's an alternate with us. Um, he's obviously, you know, in some kind of stalemate because he wanted to be in Vancouver, but now, like, everyone wants him out. Uh, so I feel bad for the guy. Just, I kind of why I like him. Like, I feel I, bad for you. I, you know what? I, I am never in my life ever going to blame someone for being paid what they're what they're paid in the NHL because someone had to offer you that contract oh yeah and it 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 is not within like it's different if you're offered that contract and your play is um your play falls off to the point where you know effort isn't being shown 
mm-hmm. there's something about you know if you injuries pile up and that you have you know uh, certain mobility issues that go in but you're you know you're a consummate professional you're now you know you're showing up to practices you're engaged you're all these things yeah in terms of oel listen we all kind of knew the stories before that you know he had a lot of mileage for someone that was that was you know um just turning in going into his 30s he has a lot of mileage he's he was one of those 23 24 minute you know minute munching d-men for majority of his career in an era that you know lived with that where minutes restrictions no way Duncan Keith is playing 45 minutes a night. Doesn't even matter. It's yeah. nothing bad will happen. He'll totally be fine. He, um, um, yeah, I just kind of, I, I just kind of look at, at where the Canucks are right now and Rick talk coming in. Um, and I just, they're, they're doing it like any decent restaurant. They're doing like an inventory. They're just, you know, they're, they're looking down the list. Have. Yeah, they're like, oh, what are we going to do with all these eggplants? I don't know. You ever heard of <laughs> Baba Ganoush? Never. No, I have no idea. Oh, my God. We're we're at a, what's that dish? It's like moussaka or something. Yeah, moussaka. There moussaka, you go. Moussaka, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, should, I remember making that foods class in, like, grade nine. Oh, foods class. Oh, my oh God. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I remember that. Um. Uh, OEL played, oh, he had the second most time on ice. But first, for a defenseman, he had more for mm-hmm. Quinn, more than Quinn Hughes. He had twenty three minutes and twenty seven seconds. Oh God! Yeah. Okay, sick. Um. Yeah. Rick's like Rick's like. How bad do you want to be in Vancouver? Oh yeah, he's certainly testing. Connor Garland played sixteen minutes. Yeah. And thirteen seconds. Uh, Besser played almost nineteen minutes. Okay. How did how how was the ice time for like Miller, Bowen, PD? Okay, Miller nineteen sixteen, PD. Yeah. 1826 so less than okay. Besser and then um Horvat was 2356. Okay, so that's really interesting that Bo gets 20 well 23 minutes he's taking he's taking those faceoffs. Yeah, that's um, the thing. But it's, he's Yeah. He's it's the, really it's interesting. He took the majority. No one took uh over 10 faceoffs aside from Bo who took 22. The bow takes 22. Um, I don't know what kind of stats you have in front of you. Do you know Miller's faceoff percentage? Right? Uh, Miller oh. took seven. He won four, lost three. He is 57.1%. P- yeah, first career average. <laughs> He's really good. He, oh, for his career average. One, yeah, that's this one is for thing the game. People, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is one thing that people kind of forget about, about JT Miller is that um, when we think of a def- we think of a two-way centerman. Mm-hmm. We kind of use cliches like, okay, he has to be good at faceoffs. And it's with, with JT Miller, it's, you know, he's been perpetually a very good faceoff, faceoff centerman. The issues have always been, okay, you won the faceoff, but now what? Like, yeah. What happens after the faceoff, right? Yeah. Um, so we'll see what the 200 for game, like, let's see how engaged he's really going to be and then and going forward from here. Pedersen tonight went 12.5 in the faceoff dot. Ooh. Um, man. Curtis Lazar went 80. Okay, good. Good for Curtis. Four, That's awesome. four and one, so 80. And then Bo was 45.5 with 10 and 12. Ooh, 10 and 12. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Dakota Joshua won two faceoffs. Great for him. What a game. Jack Stanika won a faceoff. Yeah, we're seeing. Yeah, so people are just getting waved down going in. Um, yeah, we'll see how this this three centerman experiment works, right? Well, it'll be really interesting. And um, did I'm 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 a little confused. I didn't notice it. Did you notice that Quinn was on the right side, or did he start on the left tonight? He started on the left with Shen. I know that. Okay, so him yeah. and Shen. Okay. Yeah, the pairings. The pairings. I know that there was like the from the practice the other day it was like oh yeah hughes and myers and i was like what the hell um <laughs> it's like that does not that's not computing in my brain uh whatsoever I, I look at i listen i i've i'll say this about tyler myers i i wrote my botchford article on him mm-hmm. i've been following his career there's something really beautiful about the concept of chaos where you have to take the good and the bad with chaos there's no like I only want the good part of it. You know, you have to take the full thing. So when he, you know, six foot eight, six foot seven defensemen are not supposed to skate like he does. 
And I'm pretty sure at his age, he's still figuring out the miracle that is him being on a patch <laughs> of ice and doing what he does and with, you know, being in Gazelle, the NHL, like, being in the NHL he's... and not being like how Gill, but actually being able to like skate and, mm-hmm. and having some fluid moment. He and had stuff. a really a few in the last I don't want to say like a certain stretch, but more recently I've noticed in the last kind of little bit of the season, he's had a lot of offensive chances. Like even tonight, he's like trying to like stick handle um, oh, like against the boards, I like love- in the offensive zone. I'm like, do you not realize? <laughs> but Dude, he, I respect. He, he, every so often, Tyler Myers gets the courage that we like, like an 18 year old after doing a shot of Jaeger gets <laughs> where he's like, you know what? Why? I am going to put, I am going to solo rush this and attempt to deke three players. And, he, <laughs> and like majority of times it fails, but when it happens, when it works, you're like, damn, you just saw something. Yeah. He sees he'll like get like some of the he'll sit there on the bench and then he's like okay next shift i'm going to be trevor zegris and then just tries to do i bet myers is gonna attempt the michigan one time before he retires i hope he does um yeah the pairings were (laughs) hughes chen ekman larson myers dermot burrows so not much change there um one thing about oel i will kind of bring it back to him before we get into our last bit uh or not really our last bit, but it, it kind of is woven throughout. All topics kind of coincide with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, OEL, he does have the most shots on net um, for the yeah. game. He usually does. I do think he's pretty good with getting the shots on net. It's just the matter of fact that no one is able to tip them in or, or just, you know, get saved by a goalie because that's kind of their right. job. But, um, yeah, yeah. Goaltending, I don't know. We can't really talk. We can't really blame Colin Delia. He was not expecting to be here, but for this I, long. I I feel like we probably can blame him a little bit because the shots were Oh yeah. What they were. And that second that's the Sam Lafferty goal was not good. Was rough. Was mm-hmm. not good. Like that was you know. Oh, you need to have that. Like that is not even. I don't even think he did that. It was even close to a serious offensive chance. Yeah, you need to have that. Um, just quickly going back to the OEL thing. That is one of his best traits mm-hmm. since he came into the NHL. Is that he's able to get shots in through screens. I feel he's like, able to do that. I feel like he's very smart hockey wise with that kind of stuff. It's just that sometimes, you know, the def- like some efforts, you know, people see it and they decide to blame him. Or, you know, it, I feel like right. he's just unfairly carrying this giant contract on the weight of his shoulders and everyone is just like, you suck. You are bad. You are the reason this team is bad. And then you just look at the, the evil man staring down from his tower onto Rogers Arena and you're like, oh, There's- wait. <laughs> Listen, like, let's go back to Brand Sutter. If you're in the NHL, you don't suck. Like, you have to under mm-hmm. like people have to understand how immensely talented you need to be. Like, even the worst player you can think of off the top of your head, Seth Jones. Except, uh, oh. <laughs> all star Seth Jones. All noted NHL all star Seth, Seth Jones, Jones, who got who- defensed by JT Miller. Like it when nuts. when whenever Miller does a defensive move of any kind, I have to make a note of it. And I feel yeah, like that's he a got bad he, thing, he had, but hopefully I don't no, have to do that anymore. He's de- he definitely has that dog in him, and I and mm. I think that's that's the one thing with JT Miller is, um, oh my god, okay, so I have a very stupid tattoo that I'm going to show you. Oh. Uh, it's on my wrist. And it, well, I don't know if I can show you. It's uh, it's right there. It it says PMA, and PMA stands for positive mental attitude, and something I learned in uh, esports because I would tilt a lot, mm-hmm. and tilting means for anyone who doesn't know, um, it's a poker term that like after you lose a bad hand, you mentally the defeat is so large that every single hand afterwards you're playing worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah, and JT Miller strikes me as someone that. When he gets tilted, it snowballs. 
So he'll go from, you know, one giveaway to literally he's taken off his pads and his skate and he is literally doing a Sudoku puzzle in the middle of the ice while, you know, drinking herbal tea because he's like, I'm trying to calm down. I'm unraveling a hand panic attack. The one thing I really hope with Rick Tockett is just like me just, for real. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's just like we all we all know our triggers and we got to find a system to get us back down to level. Um, and getting JT Miller back down to level, I hope is Rick Tockett in in able to in being able to kind of channel that a little bit um, to not being tilted and in that was the one thing where Rick brought it up where he talked about um, he talked about you know if you have a different if you have a giveaway you can't be upset that that happened and you can't sulk you know if you have a bad play or someone makes a bad play you can't get angry at that and then you know, not back check. Yeah. It kind right. of, it, it makes me think of, it was, this was more of a goaltending thing and I'm, I'm fully admitting this is from a hockey romance novel that I read, but it's. <laughs> What's the name admit- of the hockey romance? Um, it's. Hot ice. No, it's not oh. like, it's not like, it's, uh, it's called, uh, him. It's a, it's a gay romance hockey version. That's sick. Yeah, it's it was actually really good. I cried in the second one. There's like three. Um, it's a trilogy. It's okay. There's two, and then there's like a novella that kind of ended off. It's a cute gotcha. story. Anyway, one of the characters is goalie, and he's like the goalie coach at like this summer hockey school. And he anyway, he's talking to one of the players, and he's like, "What does?" And the player, the goalie, the young goalie, who's like. 13 or something is like overreacting right. he gets scored on he's like slamming his stick he's super angry he's like swearing at the other players um and then the guy's like hey hey, hey what does i think in the book he uses tuka rask as an example right. um as what does tuka rask do when he lets in a goal he's just like always calm down he drinks his water bottle he gets back into it that's kind of like the thing that i'm thinking of is like as you get, as you go through these, you just have to accept that that's going to be a part of hockey. That is going right. to happen in this game. That is going to happen on this team. And then you just kind of like, okay, so I gave yep. the puck away. That doesn't mean I need to slam my stick and then Elias Pettersson's going to roll his eyes at me. Yeah. No, that's that's the literal definition of positive mental attitude where mm-hmm. it's the rules of engagement are always changing and within any game, no one's going to have a perfect game. Like Mm -hmm. there's no such, there's no such thing. There's literally no such thing where a team has a perfect game. Even a pitcher that pitches a perfect game is statistically is perfect, but there's mistakes made all throughout, throughout and varyingly. The difference being how do you continually tell yourself, okay, this mistake was made which changes the circumstances of our success that we have to now do these things in order to be successful, as opposed to a bad thing happens and you're like, F word, dang, you know, uh, flipping a table, flipping the scoreboard and, you know, smashing a stick. It's like, well, the game is still being played. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the, the circumstances have changed, but you've just decided to reject those things. Quick thing about the but about this romance novel i don't know if tuka rask would be the first person i yeah, think of that's the thing about- is especially when i read that too i was just like is are we sure this is the right goalie like they would mention hockey hockey things sometimes like actual hockey players and actual hockey teams like they right. would say the vancouver canucks won the cup and i was like okay be for real um <laughs> well in my head when you asked me you know what when the the person asked the goal, you know, what does Tukaras do when he lets in a goal? I immediately in my head, I'm like, he throws a milk carton, an empty milk crate <laughs> into the, his own bench, and then smashes his stick. He throws the metal of his skate blade at the ref. <laughs> he, she, just right in his face. He's like, look at what I have in my hand. I think I have that you picture idiot. in my phone somewhere. I I it's just saw it recently. So He's he. He is one of the good examples of chaos, I right. feel like. Um, somebody said in the chat, you would hope Miller would have figured out that mental aspect by now. Younger guys on the team seem to have a better handle on their emotions. I feel like that's a difference because there's a difference in the league um, between, like, you could say the Elise Pedersen era of the late 2000, late 2010 draft right. picks and, like, the early 2010 draft picks because uh, there's been a 
complete 180 on talk about mental health mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh especially hockey and especially worldwide but especially hockey um and the canucks have done you know significant part of that work but um mm-hmm. I feel like that's because maybe these younger players have more support when they're coming through their systems um, versus like yeah. what these, I don't want to say older because he's like, he's turning 30. Well, he's not super old, but. Well, well, what I, what I would say on that is, you know, at the end of the day, yes, they're athletes and they're being paid a certain amount of money, but you know, everyone is, is born and raised with a different set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Some people find stuff out very early in life. Some people find out very late in life. It's a perpetual con like it, it's a it's a consistent journey. Um, and I would keep it in mind that, yeah, do you know, do I agree with certain things on the ice as a fan, just looking at it from the surface level? No, it's really it no, it's really frustrating. It's it, you know, when I see JT Miller kind of smash the second sulk and like I throw back to Braden Holtby looking defuddled being like, I'm going, I want my turtles and I want to leave. You know, kind <laughs> of deal. Um, but I, what I would say is at the end of the day, the, they're still human beings mm-hmm. and they're, they might still be figuring stuff out in their lives. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's a life is a journey. And regardless of your job, it's a journey. It's a, it's a progress. It's a progress. Um, and someone like JT Miller, like, you know, yeah, he's, he's, he's into his thirties now and maybe, you know, maybe that he, maybe he figures it out. Maybe it does click for him. And I hope, hopefully it does, or at least it clicks in a, in a way that, you know, he can kind of not be as frustrated or kind of show his vote, his physicality in that way, because I think it does also rub off on his teammates where you see your teammate you know, sulking or being really upset. And even, even on the Bruce night where um, it was the, what was it? The, Oh God, was it the three? The, it was the goal that was disallowed. And we cut back to JT Miller on the bench and he's like smashing his stick yeah. being really upset before. And you saw Andre Kuzmenko and Petey just kind of like looking over and he even Kuz was like, Oh Jesus. Yeah. Cause yeah. Because Kuzmenko is just used to the... He's he's always smiling. He's always smiling or there's, like, a complete blank look on his face. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I wonder what goes on up there sometimes. But, uh, yeah, I feel like, hopefully, you know, people are saying, you know, he's he's gonna get whispered. We discussed this. He's He's been whispered. One for one. Um, one, one for, for one. one. Let's see what, <laughs> um, what let's see what tomorrow brings. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, they are playing tomorrow. Um <laughs> Yeah, it'll certainly be something. Um all right, just before are... No no, go ahead. Oh, go okay. ahead. I was, gonna I, say, I was okay. just gonna say, just before we get the last like two little points of the thing, like, comment, subscribe, rate review if you listen to a podcast platform. And kind of like Turning into kind of, uh, we'll talk about this a little bit because we're um, almost out of time here, but I just wanted to talk about a little bit how you said you have to remember these people are still human beings. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about, of course, the, I guess, the slowest firing of a coach in NHL history. Um, um oh, yeah. Wow. Um, obviously, Bruce Boudreaux was not jim rutherford's guy um he definitely it was an odd press conference mm-hmm. the other day when they announced uh talk it coming in yep and then um like <laughs> when alvin was like oh yeah i decided like today but like talk it was already in town and mm-hmm. alleged i don't know if it's confirmed but i don't want to get into it like this the whole he has to have four weeks notice for his yeah, the broadcast. TNT thing, the TNT yeah. thing, yeah. So it's like, did was this really planned out? Because back in October, when the Canucks were completely winless, mm-hmm. Rutherford goes on after hours. He's like, oh yeah, we had a bad camp. You know, there's no structure. Um, someone spiked the bio steel. Someone spiked the. Oh. So our players were they were buzzed, skating around. No one could keep up. We're still trying to find out who did it. A bear ran into our hotel in Whistler. Slept in all our beds. <laughs> ate all our porridge. 
No, we have no breakfast. Use all our sticks. <laughs> they ate them. Um, Shoot on all our composites. Now we're we have to play with our feet. <laughs> yeah. So obviously the management team was not happy that uh, Bruce Pedro did use his option year because Jim Rutherford said he was not aware that Bruce had an op another year. <laughs> on his contract mm -hmm. um and then in the press conference he just goes oh yeah well i didn't bring him in um uh, it was brought in by the ownership or something like that something along those right. lines so he basically blames aquilini and then this is a lot of drama so he blames aquilini and then um uh proceeds to be like oh yeah no. basically he treated bruce the as an interim coach where the guy who you would usually treat as the interim coach got hired. Right. Yeah. Which does not make sense to me. Um, Bruce, obviously, yeah. I, I, I feel like in a way it was good because he got that last moment with fans. Because he was obviously very loved by the fans. He was loved by the right. players. It's just, I guess it was just wasn't working out. But at the same time, did it have to be now? <laughs> You know, I've done a lot of, th I've, the last few days, you know, I, I, I just wrote uh, an article kind of based on this because one of my, one of my main things is I love addressing the, you know, there, there'll be pe certain writers in the Vancouver market that are very analytical. Um, they're very take space. They're very uh, X's and O's. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very much about the emotional heartbeat and resonance, resonance of, of the market of, why we feel the way that we feel mm -hmm. and what happened with Bruce, how I can kind of deduce things from the emotional homework I did was he, what, what ended up happening was embarrassing to not only Bruce, but to us mm -hmm. of how our franchise, your local home team is supposed to treat others how people in Vancouver on a day-to-day -day basis, people who live here, call it home that are rabid Canucks fans that wear jerseys, their parent, our parents, you know, I'm first generation. My mom and my dad are lifelong Canucks fans. Mm -hmm. um, my dad, you know, is would adopt Alex Burroughs as a son if he could, <laughs> you know? Um, but at the end of the day, we have to hold accountable our sports teams to be the proper representation and reflection of who we are. And when they fail to do that, it's a very jarring thing. It's mm -hmm. a very terrifying thing because I think what happened was when we saw that happen to Bruce, part of, part of us kind of deep down inside, maybe you saw Bruce and you, you saw maybe your parents your mom and your dad, someone that was older, maybe, you know, not the end of their life, but they're coming to a crossroads where they might not have the certain amount of opportunities they had before. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, we saw part of ourselves where we said, if they can do this to someone as nice as Bruce, if a management structure, and sorry, I'm going on here, I'll, I'll wrap up, but if you have a <laughs> okay. management structure where it's a GM and three AGMs, mm-hmm, how do they not see this? How are yeah. people that are hired to be smarter than us not able to just have a little bit of the foresight to think, okay, this is no longer speculation. The cat is out of the bag. They know we're dropping an iPhone without a bezel. So we might as well just tell them we're dropping the iPhone without the bezel mm -hmm. so that we can get ahead of it. Um, part of it, part of the hurt also comes from if they can do that to Bruce, What's stopping them from doing anything like that to us as fans of not caring of them yeah. saying, we're going to do this the way we want to do it. That was the frightening part. That's the, Kai, I don't know if you listen to any other post game shows because you shouldn't, because this is obviously the best one, <laughs> but there is one on the local radio, which uh, it's the same people that call in all the time. But oddly enough, on the Sunday before the presser, the people that were calling in weren't just like Gary from Maple Ridge and Mike and another Gary, but <laughs> it was like, it was older women 
phoning in to say that, you know, I'm a lifelong Canucks fan. I don't really call in, but I just wanted to say that it hurt me seeing how we treated Bruce. Your sports teams are not supposed to do that. And they did that. And I'm not 100% sure that that's going to be a hurt that people forget about. Yeah, that's the thing. And people are saying it's bad for free agency. Um, it's bad for free agency. It's bad just for the community in, of Canucks fans in general. Like, I was yeah. talking a few weeks ago how it's it's not... I was saying, you know, when the Canucks are bad, when your hockey team is bad, it's not exactly... A not like people don't ban bandwagon essentially and like they're you're not mm-hmm. attracting new fans but then you do and then even the fans that you still have you're still turning them away because you know like i have friends that are like oh yeah no i'm completely checked out of this mm-hmm. season like this is like i'm not in it anymore at all um because they're just like appall like it's appalling imagine knowing you're getting fired but then they don't do it for another week and then apparently elliot friedman is saying that that uh he got a call from somebody in vancouver i'm not sure if it was organization based or something Mm -hmm. he said he got a call from somebody in vancouver and said that you know they told him it was his fault that bruce got fired when it's obviously jim rutherford had this planned since the season probably before last season even ended Mm -hmm. yeah and so it, it it's it's really tough because I'm not sure if you know a an, a winning streak or a wild card position is going to make a lot of people forget. It's just it's just weird because sports teams are supposed to be your escape. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be the thing that you know after a really bad day you can just go and be a member of the the Canucks you know, the, the Canucks uh, organization or the Canucks collective. Mm-hmm. You can sit and take part in it. What they're not supposed to do is make you feel like, you know, we, we can be disappointed on the on-ice product. We can be disappointed about trades, be disappointed about their lack of structure with cap space. We shouldn't be disappointed with how they treat people. Yeah. That's, that's, that's when you get to a really dangerous position. And I felt like that was a bubble. That was a bubble that burst uh, over this weekend was that you got you affect like not only did you affect people in the lower mainland, like my friends that are in England that are expats, the Canadian expats are talking about like, yeah, I saw this on this. Uh, we saw this report on like the BBC ticker. Mm-hmm. And I saw this, this, this. And I saw like this. Old, what did the Canucks do to this? This guy? It's it's spread quite a, quite around the world, and that's I've, the representation of us. And mm-hmm. our represent or our um, our image is tarnished because of that. And they need to they really do need to understand that this isn't just like you know oh it's it's a th- thing that's going to escape in a media cycle because pain and hurt they can stay with you for a yeah. very long time. It's not exactly the Quinn Hughes comment about Tanner Pearson's injury. It's going to be, it's going to be remembered, especially like you said, it's getting worldwide. Like that's how the whole Rick Tukit Canucks. That's how that clip happened. It was a Fox News broadcast in Washington oh, yeah. D.C., which is across the continent from us, and they're reporting on it. How, how did how did how did the reporter get Bruce Boudreaux wrong? Bruce was the coach. I don't know. Like you know, hockey in the states is not. You know, yes. not the biggest sport, and plus he hasn't been there for a number of years. But still, <laughs> I, I don't still know. just like do just like a little, just like do a little check. Yeah, it's you kind of a, you got a phone. We're we're in the embarrassment. We're the we're the laughing stock of the NHL, and there's a team that plays in a college arena. Ah, they're they're having great as long. You know, the the theory is as long as everyone gets their homework in at time, then they can play. You know, Jacob Chitron's like, all right, I got my Calc homework done. I can play. (laughs) Just like, just like one player just comes in like halfway through the first because they were in the middle of a lecture. Just. And that player is absolutely Troy Stetcher. Oh, oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Sorry, Phoebe needed me to take her, take her (laughs) off for a little walk. Troy from Richmond, I miss you. <laughs> anyway, um, I think it's about time we wrap that up. You know, getting through the news and getting through the 
emotions of Rick Tockett's first game. Um, we will see how he does tomorrow and Saturday and yes. That's it before the All-Star break, and then we have the All-Star break, and who knows, Bo Horvat might have a different patch on his jersey than the Canucks logo. Who knows? Who, who knows? knows? The Western Conference now might need to go get another uh, All-Star in there. Who knows? Yeah, they, should, they should ask Luke Shen. Oh, he might be gone, too. Um, <laughs> Most painful hitter. Most painful. Okay, everyone, we're just going to, what is it? Uh, who would be really funny to see? So uh, Let's see. Who's on the, who is on the All-Star I'm Elias, just trying I feel to like th- Elias Pettersson could do it a run a run for his money. He would, yeah, he would be that that hit center ice tonight. Just Oof. like, oh, um, Nick Suzuki would be funny. Nick, I'm. You know what, Jack Hughes. In my, you know, in my brain, what I'm thinking of is like a specific celebrity that would get hit by NHL players along the boards and then deem who hit. Who hit him or her um, the hardest? I feel like we should get uh, Dave Bautista for that. Yeah, or like, I don't know, Machine Gun Kelly and just like tape him <laughs> to the boards. And... <laughs> just have at her. Last year, they should have done, done that with Brendan Urie. Yeah, Brendan. Because then, then he could have still said it. He was like, oh, I'm from Panic at the Disco. But now he can't say that. So You can't say that anymore because they don't exist anymore. anymore. It's done. It's done, finally. The dream's over, guys. <sighs> The nightmare's over. Oh, anyway. I'm done. Yeah. Anyway, yep, yeah, that's it. That's it for tonight. With the panic at the disco slash Vancouver Canucks updates. Um, I have been Kaya. Um, you can find me at Real Kaya May on Twitter. It's Kaya with a J. Um, and where should oh. the people find you? Yes, well, my name's Rash Marzade. You can find me at Rash Marzade on Twitter. You can also find me as the co-host of Pucks on Net. Um at Pucks on Net CA. Uh, we were on all your podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, um, any podcatcher. We're there. We release a episode every Monday about an hour, hour and a half with my co-hosts uh, that have been doing this for much longer than I have, but we're around for a reason. <laughs> and I think that's because people might like us. A little bit. Maybe, just maybe, just maybe. Oh, no, I like it's, you guys. It's money laundering. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's very fitting with the lower mainland. Anyway, dear dear CR, these dear CRA, please do not take that. That was satire for, for legal reasons. That's a joke. For legal reasons. That's a joke. This place had a bit of like the PewDiePie song or whatever it was. Oh my god! All right. Um, this has been Game Over Vancouver. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, and view on podcast platforms. And I believe Sam is on tomorrow night. So. Awesome. All right. Go Canucks. Uh, I don't know. I don't really. <laughs> do, <laughs> do the best you can. Do the but best also you can. Kind of tank. Yeah. Kind of. There's this kind of. Is Connor. We already have a Connor, but like. This guy's better. He's probably also taller. Anyway, good night, everybody. <laughs> Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.